Welcome to the Crick Crew! Hooray! Yeah, intro! We yeah, did it! Intros. Crushed it! <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> what a nondescript intro. Potpourri edition. Nope. It was... Mm. Mm. So, yeah, guys. We are doing something different, as you could probably tell based on the episode title, if you read it, if you listen, going in too deep. <gasps> um, we are doing something we've talked about and for a I'm while. And I'm trying now. to keep... <laughs> um... We're doing a grab bag episode. Um, grab those bags. We, we've, yeah. So <laughs> it a uh, little another peek behind the curtain. We have a list of games that we want to talk about, but sometimes they're like not substantial enough or mm-hmm. not like good enough to make a whole episode out of. Itch.io games, games, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Read as any game Caleb has ever suggested. To put, to put this into like a real, a real. A real crit crew language. These are the books that will never make it into the coffee table book. Or the, these are the books. <laughs> these are the games that will never make it into the coffee table conversation. These are the footnotes. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, definitely the footnotes. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be a little bit of a different thing we're trying out. But um, yeah, we, we just there are some games that we want to talk about, but we don't have the time to devote a full episode to it. Mm-hmm. Um so, do you, guys, do you want to get started right now, right here? <gasps> right now, right here. Uh. I can't contain myself. Yeah, I really okay. can't. <laughs> I was going for I was going for scared, and it came out a little weirder. It, came, it did. came out came out a little sensual. Anyway. I love I love that this is like you know we're we're pushing forward for the holidays here. This feels like a little white elephant podcast, don't you think? We're bringing something that you know, low budget. No one knows what the fuck uh-huh. it's gonna be. And then we have a, a chance to reject it outright, which I'm right. sure we will. <laughs> if, if, if there's anything this podcast is good at, it is uh, having three people with no credentials and no respect trashing people that deserve our respect. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we don't have so, we don't have no credentials. We just we have we just don't have very much. We have one credential we between have, the three. We months. have cred. That's all that matters. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so to start, I want to talk about. We'll talk about my game first. No, we're not talking. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, a little game called FTL, Faster Than Light. Um, I guess like there, like I don't want to get too deep into the explanation because get too deep. We're not get too ta- deep. <laughs> the reason we're not really going to talk about this game a full full episode is that it isn't much more than just like. A bunch of mechanics that someone smashed together and like added a nice paint job to. Um, Very like, reductive. The, Good the job. Gate, like you're, it is a space, right? Yeah, it's a um, sort of like space simulator. You pick a spaceship that has different benefits, and then the goal is to like there are eight different sectors, and then you want to get to the very end without dying. And you would like go from point to point within these sectors, from left to right across this map. And I know this like. This is garbled and means nothing. I'm just saying a bunch of words, but I don't want to, again, I don't want to spend too much time talking about what it is. Um, but like this game plays out in a series of like different events. You will go to a spot and it will be like, like a little text box will come up on screen saying, oh, it's an empty sector. Nothing happened. Or you'll come at, and it'll be like, okay, a spaceship is being followed by pirates. Do you want to help them or just let them be? And it'll be like all these random events. And as you go, like you, your spaceship gets stronger and so on. Um, but again, it's all the, it's, really just like a system management game like making sure you have enough resources and fuel to get from a to b um the combat's fun but there's not much to it um i I would say that 
a big reason that I don't want to talk about it. It's because it's mostly text-based. Like, the story is mostly text-driven, and the writing is not good. I mean, it's um, not too bad. The writing is kind of... It's not too... It's fine, but what jumps out is that, like, there's one point where a random event is that you find a weapon, and the text is, holy crap, a weapon in space! Mm. And, like, like that just, like, stands out as a not great. Um, holy butts, but... holy butts, I found a gun! <laughs> um all that aside the two things that i do want to talk about well actually real quick another another thing that's sort of um interesting with this game that we've never talked about is it's very dictated by rng random Mm. number generation um so you'll run into these situations like you found an asteroid do you want to shoot it and get the resources or whatever and if you decide to shoot it the game basically says okay is this going to work or not and you have no idea. It just arbitrarily decides if it's like a good outcome or a bad outcome. So the, there's a fair amount to this game of it's just like total like risk taking, um, and you can be totally screwed over by events outside your control. And you could anyway, like I've you, you could like you could shoot an asteroid, and it's like this is a good asteroid, and you could shoot an asteroid like right. this is a bad asteroid, and you have like no, but again, it's they're both not that that's they're both introduced as like do you shoot this asteroid? It's like a complete yeah. guessing game. And not that it's, like, inherently bad to have that system, but a game that is so largely driven by factors outside of your control, it, it doesn't rub well with me. Does it have, a like, probability indicator saying, like, you have this no. much of a percentage Mm-mm. of landing a hit? Or is it just all, it's just a dice roll, kind of behind the curtains? It's a, it's, it's a dice roll. It's, it's like an organ trail. You just don't know what's going to happen. Okay. There are something. There happen. are some situations. Something, bad might um, something good might happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some situations like there will be blue text next to the outcome. Like, let's say you want to scan something, and it will say in parentheses mm-hmm. like you have advanced sensors. So like that blue text means like you can do something special because you have this equipment or this personnel, mm-hmm. and that is very. I'm almost like it's mostly a positive outcome, but that's like the only indication okay it's okay and that's 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 kind of more so that like when you when you get things like advanced sensors you're not just like oh good that's a nice cosmetic effect i got it actually has merits Uh uh-huh but the thing i want to talk (laughs) about with this game that is worth giving a shout out is um emergent narrative Mm. so like narrative that yeah i know a big word isn't it so it's like the again the story is very light um but there are sort of stories that you create in your head based on the interactions that you have with the other ships or your crew. So for context, you're managing like a crew of up to eight people and there are a bunch of different like races. I think there are like six different alien races, including human. Um, and you get to name them and you get to tell them where to go. So you sort of like create these own stories of your head of these people as they're like walking throughout your ship. Um, or like how, like if one is working next to the other, it's like, Oh, I bet they talk to each other or something. Or you have one that you use to like fucking. send into combat, and they're like these battle weary soldier. Yeah, exactly. I'm making FTL slash fic over here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, but, and then there are also these moments where like you can see it's. You should look up just a quick picture of what like the space combat looks like. It's all like sort of top down, two static screens, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can see what the other ship is doing. It almost like um, it and there always looks these, like you're like looking at like a. Uh schematic of a ship from above through most of the game yeah it's it also sort of like a board game feel in a way like everything is grid based Mm -hmm. um yeah but there are also these moments where like 
another mecha- like mechanic is that some of your weapons will like set something on fire and like that fire will spread unless um, the enemy puts it out. And I've had these moments where I would be in combat and I've managed to kill all the other like like crew on the enemy ship except for one and they're running around frantically trying to put out all these fires that they like slowly spread throughout the ship and it's just like they're doomed like they're on this ship that's mm-hmm. on fire and there's literally nothing they can do <laughs> so it's interesting to like have these stories that are not like part of the game that still manage to show up solely by playing it um and, yeah. the, and it just like is a special connection because it's because of your interaction. It's not something the game wanted. You feel more connected because it's your story. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is FTL. Have you you've played it, Max? Right? Yes, yes, I have. And Caleb has not. Mm-mm, I have not. Uh, I've just heard so much anyone. fanfare surrounding it. It's it's one of the most beloved um, indie games. I, I feel like to have come out in a while. It's yeah. it's it's I'm, to its formula. It's very. I think that it like honestly in the like realm of these kind of text text adventure based games. There's a lot in it. I think that they really kind of like, they they really push some content into there. I think that things like mm-hmm. the the spaceship management. And I, I love the way that you can put out fires on your own ship, but like just mm-hmm. opening up to zero or opening up to space and just letting the the void of space be like, oh, there's no air. Right. There's no air in this room anymore, so all the fires are out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like there are all these harrowing, like there are these harrowing moments when you're like fighting this huge ship, and you have three fires, and your crew is scattered, and one of them dies, and like half of your ship has decompressed, and there's no air in it, and it just feels like so tense. Um, and not like I said earlier, that's a collection of mechanics. That does not mean it's like a bad game. It's a lot of fun to play, but in terms of like the conversation of art, there isn't too much it's doing that's worth critiquing. Yeah, it's kind of like. It's staying power is kind of like unique to each little individual playthrough. Because mm-hmm. um, there are a bunch of, I think, eight, nine different ships, and they all have three different configurations, and each one mm-hmm. plays totally differently. So there's replay value. I think that part of it is this: these random, these RNG-generated storyline-type games. They they always, I think, suffer a little bit from the way that random number generation um, narrative works. Mm-hmm. There's almost like a way in like ran- random generation and narrative just like are opposing ideas in a way. I think they did a pretty good I, can I think they did that. a pretty good job considering, but I tend to think mm-hmm. that games that have that random component don't have narrative. Yeah. It's it's hard to get yeah. those to balance. But that's FTL. So that's my. That's what I put out of the bag. <coughs> that's, that's who's gonna who's gonna put their sticky fingers in the grab bag next? All right, let me get it. Let me get on. Let me put on some gloves and reach on in. Okay. All right. Mm. What is he? What's oh? Who's geez. diving in right now? Oh, ooh, Max is diving yeah. in. Okay, he's oh, going for a elbow deep in the grab bag. What's and up? ooh, oh, this is a this is a doozy. This is a, this is a doozy of a pull. What is it? Tell me, tell me, Santa. Tell me, tell me, senpai. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I was just going to say cue, cue, cue Seinfeld music cue backtrack yeah. Kramer kicks in the door um, yeah I'm going to talk about a game called The Senpai um, The Senpai if you'd like to play it 
is on uh, pentagram.com. I don't. P-N-T-G-R-M.com. I really don't. And it's totally free. I'm going to stay silent this whole time because I don't want to be associated with what you're doing. <laughs> David wants nothing to do with this entire conversation. <laughs> I haven't... Welcome to the episode where the crit crew jumps the shark. I haven't gotten far enough into describing it for you to understand why David wants nothing to do with this. But... It's so, building anticipation. P-N-T-G-R-M.com. Free download the Senpai. Um, what the Senpai is, is a um, Japanese dating simulator type game. Uh, if you're not familiar with that genre, it's a strange, it's a huge genre. Um, and do not be mistaken, that is a legit oh yeah. oh, genre Japanese, with a lot of titles to it. Japanese dating simulation, like dialogue choice, uh, slice of life uh, type games. That's, that's a big thing. There's a huge... I mean, I don't, I don't personally partake them all that much, but it's, it's a huge genre. Now, what makes the senpai special is that all of, and you might, you might have got a little bit of a hint of this, um, but the protagonist characters are replaced with um, the cast of Seinfeld, <laughs> and the, the writing is written somewhat along the lines of the cast of Seinfeld. <laughs> So basically, <laughs> you you take on the role of Jerry, um, Jerry Seinfeld, in the layman's terms. Um, you take on the role of Jerry, and um, yeah, basically, the, the the premise of the game is it's this like, it's very much plot like plot like as it progresses through the narrative, it's basically a very standard dating simulator. Um, <laughs> It's really kind of strange, and, that, and that's I think what makes it kind of interesting. No, no, no it's pretty. It's a pretty straightforward. Japanese actually. dating simulator is strange. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if that's your thing, like if you're playing this legitimately, that's if fine. That's your thing. I'm just if that's your, <laughs> that's thing, your thing, go for it. But but Max, I am very interested where you found the art in this game. I don't know that it's the art as much as it is. I think that. Well, first, uh, just to get through it, uh, just to actually say, like, it, it's not a very long game. It's very short. No. Um, basically, you're, the, the plot of the game is that uh, George is upset that his senpai won't notice him. And he wants, to get, <laughs> he wants, he wants his you, senpai to I, notice him. And uh, I think you need to explain what that word means. I don't like, know that I have to. <laughs> I don't know that I want to. I, I okay. think you should, for okay, clarification. I'll get, I'll, I'll get to that, though. You, you have to. Okay. okay, so I'll just... Here's the reason why I bring this game up, and here's what I find interesting about this game. It is simultaneously very much a Japanese dating simulator. Um, it follows, it, it even follows like sort of plot progression. You have character inter- you have character introductions. It culminates in your sort of uh, Japanese end of fest or end of school year festival trope kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Except. At the same time, it's also trying to stick to the Seinfeld formula. So it's weird. There's almost like it, it feels like you're playing like an, a, a very weird episode of Seinfeld that's trying to be two uh, cultural tropes at once, um, which is what I find mm-hmm. interesting about the game. Because it does like there are things that feel very Seinfeld. You have a lot of options when you're playing I- Jerry to just riff on things for no reason. Uh, which I every time that I see that option of just riff on milk or something like that, I just lose <laughs> my mind. Yeah. Um, 
but at the same time the inherent plot is driven by uh you know george is trying to get his senpai's attention his senpai so that's where i'll get into this they also throw in a lot of um these are the japanese dating simulator terminology uh senpai mm-hmm. god i'm gonna mispronounce some elaine being called a, super uh, mad at what, me so there's what that. is it it's okay she's uh, she's told me she doesn't listen okay good um so you've got senpai um that's that's the main your senpai is your upperclassman uh george just wants his senpai's attention um <laughs> there's actually a lot okay, of com- Matt, I, there's a lot of com- i have a question what's your question i have a question and i'm afraid to ask okay a lot of Japanese dating simulator games are no I'm sexu- gonna, yeah, I'm are gonna, no, sexual no, in nature. No, okay, no. Thank, thank you. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there, and I was going to just confirm you. The only thing uh, that you have in that is oh, that um, Elaine has a storyline with her childhood friend Toshio, um, where uh, Toshio is trying to ask her out to the festival. But um, Elaine, who's a fucking anime cartoon? Like, let's yeah, be, so let's again character. drive this home. Is you um, have a that is the most incredible juxtaposition is when you have a very artifacted, pixelated Seinfeld still, and then immediately it cuts to an anime character, an anime ass anime character. <laughs> oh, and he's such really a funny. he's such a dopey schoolboy character. Oh, yeah, I love it. And like Very his personality is just this like timid, like timid schoolboy, and then you just have Elaine, who's written in the credit of the makers of this game. The writing for the characters feel very the Seinfeld characters. Like it kind of does, like do. feel like they're accurate. Um, <laughs> but basically, yeah. So going on to terminology, Poor dude has like small fingers though. What? He has small fingers. Remember? Oh yeah, small fingers. Yeah, it's to- not about that. Yeah, Toshio has small fingers, and Kramer keeps bringing it up like it's an episode. Like, that's the thing. It's things like that where it's like, they're like, oh, Toshio asked Elaine out, and then Kramer is just like, oh, he's got small fingers. He's got tiny hands. <laughs> it's just uh. really, it's really weird. And that's, I think, kind of why I wanted to talk about it, is that it's such a cultural juxtaposition. And it's such mm-hmm. a, it's a cultural juxtaposition, which I'm going to be super honest, no one asked for. <laughs> but i'm super happy it exists. it's those those things that like I, I always love those things where i look at it and go how and why was this made <laughs> to whom is this audience speaking to um, well that's that's what i would say oh wait uh, caleb what did i cut you off well I, I was i was just gonna i was just gonna say like i you know hate everything about this and i tried to watch <laughs> it on youtube <laughs> But it's it's like it, it's super <coughs> admirable the fact that like most of these Jap- Japanese dating simulators it even extends to some of the Persona games when you're in school and interacting with other students. It is very sitcommy and it it follows like Max says sort of the tropes that we they have adopted into that sort of genre and to have basically the sitcom of all sitcoms be mashed in line with that is just a really interesting i i it makes total sense and it it makes it like weird and surreal but sort of they're playing off each other's mundaneness uh in a way that's like legitimately super funny at times um i I respect it i just hate it (laughs) 
Jones. <laughs> my my favorite is um uh after elaine turns down toshio this isn't a long game like it's free play it shortly there's not the one the one i complaint i do have is that there aren't multiple endings um Uh. in the end you can't you can't save the stempa uh, the senpai he gets stepped on by a giant robot what oh yeah that's how it ends (laughs) no matter what you can't save him Oh yeah, just like every other Seinfeld episode, though you're right. It's good. It's good though um, because right. the uh, the only way that he could have been saved is if he listened to George. But Senpai won't notice George. Right. Um, um, and I, I think it's worth noting that similar to when we talked about the static speaks my name, um, that like something that I think is worth talking about with like the gaming community is that. Like no matter how small of a game it is, or how like on the fringes, oh, this is it can still be picked up. Like niche as fuck, right? Like I feel like the art community is a little bit harder. I mean, I say this as a designer, you guys would have a better idea. I feel like it's a little harder to penetrate and get your work noticed. I don't know how much like that's changed with the internet. Like I don't know if you can share your work just as easily on like Tumblr and stuff. But like with video games, like yeah, you can pretty much be guaranteed no matter how like much of a small niche your game is it can get out to people and i think that makes it a little bit more accessible mm-hmm. oh yeah because this i mean this game very much just got out there because like i feel like one person was like hey did someone see this is seinfeld dating simulator and then like 10 people said what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> and he said look here it is it's free and they're like oh my god <laughs> i I'm just imagining, like, you know, with Hamilton, the musical, you, you like, read about Lin-Manuel, and he was like, I had this great idea, and I Googled it and thought, surely someone's done this, and he was shocked that no one else had. Do you think the developers had a moment with this, too? Yes, they must have. <laughs> they might have. Yeah, they, they yeah. might have, and I would not put are... past them. And I actually feel like the game is pretty aware of how much of a juxt... I feel like that's the point. I feel like the point of the game is to have these, like, two very culturally different things exist- uh, coexisting. Um, cause there's a lot of like situations of like the Seinfeld characters talking about terminology used in Japanese dating simulators, like Elaine, Elaine trying to understand what Sunder means. Sundier. I don't know. It, it's, it's just a <laughs> cold, a cold, a, 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 um, girl who shows her affections through being cold. Okay. Um, I'm learning a lot today. D- Japanese dating simulators. Bitch. Um, Okay, <laughs> but it's but it, it's it's Elaine and Jerry Seinfeld discussing a term reserved st- usually for these Japanese dating simulators. It's just it's super funny. There's something really strange about it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I got on yeah. the senpai. Anything else to add, or is it time for a Caleb to pull a game? It's out? like a 24 minute game, so I think that's pretty much it. I, play it i mean it's free if you want to play something caleb weird. what are you what are you bringing to the table wait hold on i gotta i gotta open that bag i brought this God, gift you hold always on. need to rustle paper you always need to make actual rustling sound effects well hold on no it's, it's a free. gift i have to open this oh it's not a gift guys it's not a gift it's I, weird like, I don't want to ruin his bit but it's guys. not a gift i'm telling you he's just wrinkling paper it's an n64 <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, I really, I really ruined it. Um, Caleb, that was a great bit. Un- Caleb, top. Thank top you class. so much. Top notch bit. 
You're welcome. I, uh, okay, so actually what's in this gift is uh, the return to Oberdin. And this is something for listeners who have uh, listened to our Papers, Please episode. Um, the lead designer, Lucas Pope, has kind of... God, that's a great name. It's just a great name, straight that's up. Like, he name. could be what anything, but he chose to be a game designer and grace us with that name. Um, so, it is. it is essentially... It is a walking simulator. I, I will not lie about that. Um, it is an incomplete walking simulator. He had released uh, sort of a, uh, a demo prototype, I would say, in 2014, which is when I first picked it up. And that was my, my memory of Oberdim, but I guess he had released uh, a recent version for GDC this year. So I went ahead and downloaded it, which has oh, definitely some added scenes uh, and is just overall more polished uh but the the way this game operates you return to oberdin as this character the world around you is very he he calls it one bit shading so if if you can imagine in your head it's a 3d environment that is completely grayscale but it is rendered with basically stippled dots that are sort of like in sort of these crosshatch patterns that sort of it looks like a, an Apple II game, um, so just just very like very interesting the the world itself, and you're sort of on the ship. It's like you're, huh? It's like you're having an acid trip inside of like a chiaroscuro painting. Or yeah, like totally. Art type but it's like yeah, it's kinda, really it's a really it's a really strong uh, visual effect. It's a really yeah. Good it effect. is something I have like, not seen. You know, it it is legitimately a new way of rendering uh 3d models um so mm -hmm. that in itself is is great but you end up you know picking picking up this thing called the uh, memento mortem which is just this little compass device that has like a little timer on it and you walk up to skeletons on the ship and you flip it open you press the space button and it will the world around you will start to burn out and then from that you will have just the swell of music, um, but before that you'll have like interaction between the crew members, kind of like fighting over finding some artifact that the captain has like hasn't been very upfront about. But it's basically a chronological like order of scenes. So like you'll flip open your compass, you'll press uh, the space button, it'll render this still image or this still scene of the crew members fighting the captain essentially and it'll you have time to sort of spectate and walk around the action uh which is kind of neat uh you can kind of you know i think you're given maybe 60 seconds to look at the scene uh but as soon as that's done it'll close back up and you'll be back on the ship in present time you'll walk up to the next set of skeletons you'll uh, open up the compass and sort of repeat uh, it, it feels very much like a stage play, but it's in these fragmented little chunks. And the production is just, like, real, like the acting, the voice acting is incredibly well done. Uh, the music so is that it all, Caleb, plays is it all throughout just like, gives it, like, a really great... Going from... Huh? Um, is it all, like, just going from place to place and, like, seeing these stories? Are there any, like puzzles or things you have to do no, or is it just like a walking simulator so i was just, I was just gonna he, say it like, sounds like you're asking is it just game, a simulated walking experience they, <laughs> <laughs> that he had um 
put in a little objective when you first get on the ship. Uh, find the, the crew manual or, or something like that. And it was never actually in that uh, version. It's in this version. But you open the book up and there's a ledger of all the crewmates. And you, okay. have, to, you have to go in and basically, re- from the reenactments, scribble down why or how these these people were killed and they have like absolutely outlandish combinations Uh, like one combination will be like um you know such and such was killed by a beast claw uh or something like that there's just like didn't like in no way happened at all uh but you can kind of (laughs) you can kind of like make your own sort of like bullshit of what happens essentially um but the the new thing that they added or that he added in this uh, particular like demo so you're reenacting this captain's final moments on the ship and then like you get to this woman who's laying in a bed and you flip open the compass and you know you hear this other uh, rough voiced uh, individual saying you know i should have never brought this on the ship sort of being very cryptic about it and then it reenacts bum, bum, bum. their final scenes yeah, and then it, it's sort of like this grand reveal of this giant kraken octopus overtaking the ship. Just totally left field. Um, and, you know, it's it's destroying the ship, essentially. Um, so I, I have no idea where this narrative is going. But I do... I, I, I wanted to talk about this game, one, because of the visual aesthetic. is just so unlike anything I've seen... But I like the idea of sort of recreating a full sequence in fragments and sort of living in that sort of like staged artistic environment. Uh, I, I think it's a really uh, a neat effect that not a lot of games have, have really tackled. Um, and it tells, I, I it tells like... a complete story, you know, as complete yeah. as it can be, <laughs> really. <clears throat> I feel like when this game is finally released, we could make a whole episode out of it. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> like I, I totally. have no doubt. <laughs> no, I think there's a fair it, chance it just, that'll it has really It has <laughs> yeah. good infrastructure. Caleb, re- Caleb reached into the grab bag and pulled out a pretty big package. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's just like he has, he's been very modest and upfront about what this thing is right now. In, in the patch <laughs> notes, he sounds like this, this version could very much be a buggy mess, but... Um, I, I think he's he's been very receptive to feedback and has been uh, open about what this thing is. Um, but it, it you're basically yeah you're just you're playing detective, and who knows what the book will become. But um, it's it just is a nice unique little thing that it doesn't take longer than ten to fifteen minutes. Um, so if you have an opportunity to play it, I would highly recommend uh, just to see what this thing is. Mm-hmm. cool that's that's Man, me i want to play it <laughs> um so boys i feel like yeah um uh, like we said at the beginning th- these games aren't substantial enough to do everyone's hit segment uh well, caleb's caleb's, is, caleb's isn't yet <laughs> right caleb it will caleb's be. it will be in it but i think um it <laughs> yeah um, we will return okay. to the ober din the ober din <laughs> So these games don't like have enough to like make it into the book, but just like to keep consistency and have this ending segment. Do you want to talk about what you think would be a footnote of? 
like if this game were a footnote in any section like where do you, what do you think it'd be referencing or supporting if it was like on the back of a cereal box you know uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> jesus okay um, um. yeah so, so like so if you were okay let's try, let's do that if you're opening crit crew the cereal and you had fun <laughs> facts on the back Mm-hmm. <laughs> the serial experience what uh what do you think these games would be yeah um okay so like once you solve the maze on the back what is your prize yeah right what is i think ftl prize? would either be i don't know if there'd be a section just on emergent narrative that'd be weird as hell um but it's like in the ro- roguelike genre um that's a whole subgenre of rpg games and it does a pretty good job of it mm-hmm. um I think if you were talking about games with like emergent narratives, you know, there are some others. Like you have um, Shadow of Mordor is a big one. You have this, um, mm-hmm. some other RTS games that sort of fit the bill. But yeah, I, I think ultimately FTL is definitely not making it in there though. It might. Max, where um, I think you mean a little harsh on FTL. People do really. There's a fan. There's a base to FTL. Oh, it is. A, it is an incredibly fun game. But we're talking about like how to crit it as art. Mm. I, I feel like it doesn't have like the artistic aspirations okay. that, we, that sort of like facilitate that discussion. Maybe maybe it's but, like it, maybe it's just one of those. I've things, sunk a lot of hours into that game. Maybe it's just one of those things of like I don't really see the senpai fitting in in a lot of places, if anywhere. Um, <laughs> but most of that's just because it doesn't really. It in in a way, it's almost like the the questions that the senpai is sort of bringing forward are these sort of questions of i don't know the the dichotomy in cultures okay um but yeah i don't think it's gonna i don't think it fits anywhere i don't think that there's a likelihood there's gonna be much time diverted to maybe we should maybe we should do an entire uh like episode just on dating simulators we could do how to full boyfriend but we could but i mean there aren't there aren't a whole lot of like intrinsically like hyper artistic I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong here. If there's if there's a very artistic Japanese dating simulator, somebody send me it and I'll I'll play it. I'll talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah, send it. I'll play it. I'll try <laughs> it. But I mean, it's it's, right. it's such a unique genre. I don't see the sem- I don't see the senpai fitting anywhere overly much. But play it because it's unique. Yep. Caleb, where's Oberdin fitting? I think where it is like going to fit in, um, just based off the two prototypes that I have played. Um, it's it's taking an approach to narrative that I have not seen. I just haven't seen this this type of. I mean, there there have been games where you'll have a freeze a three D freeze frame where you can kind of navigate and sort of see like the moment of an explosion or something to that capacity. But to have it presented kind of in sequence like this and and to really give you some time to soak up the aesthetic and in the voice acting and all, all of the wonderful stage production it's neat it's neat and i'm i'm hoping that it leads to something more um concrete and expansive but for now this is a really uh cool way of exploring a story so hmm. Hmm. and leave cool. yeah leave it to leave it to pope Trust the Pope. Yeah, trust yeah, the Pope. He's, cer- he's certainly kind of... somebody who deserves to be trusted you wouldn't with, ex- with his successes so far. <laughs> yeah. Um, for sure. For sure. So thanks for listening to this our new format of a episode 
I, I mean, I say that we're this is like we're gonna get back to our regular stuff. Yeah, if you if you um, if you this. hate this, like let us know you hate this, and we won't do it again. If you love it, yeah, let us know, and we'll try to do more of these. Yeah, yeah. this is kind of fun. Um, I like this. So yeah, that's this has been our grab bag. Um, if you want to, yeah, to let us know that you hate it, or to send us fan art of uh, Max dating Jerry Seinfeld, oh, or if you have any, I want to. If yeah, you if you send fan art of max dating jerry seinfeld i will submit fan art of me posed with a framed image of your art with me of jerry seinfeld oh my god this has to happen if you make if you make the jerry seinfeld (laughs) art i will print it and frame it and then take a photo of myself with a framed copy Mm. all right you heard it here challenge um and then also the um (laughs) <laughs> yep i'm gonna i'm gonna submit fan art well no it doesn't i will count submit if it's fan you. Art right now. doesn't count if it's either of you oh two. fuck dang it. fuck you man um, <laughs> but yeah so if 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 you were to do that and take a picture of it uh just send that over to crit crew podcast at gmail.com or we also have a facebook page where we will definitely talk to you i do realize max we were supposed to put our facebook creation or uh minecraft creations up there in response to the last episode oh uh, what a bunch did of, not do what that a bunch of dinguses yeah we really uh fouled that one up um so yeah that's that's where you can do all of your networking with us uh thanks for listening to it Crit adjourn? Oh shit! Oh David, wow, you David, just really just God, you've got to be. You just let that one. You just were like, you were just like hoping we Dave. weren't gonna be there, and you were just like, no, no, you need to look in this grab bag. Please again. don't let them do a bit. Please don't let them do a bit. You need to open. No, you need. You need to open this up right now. Oh, David! Oh my God, David, is that Jerry Seinfeld? David, don't turn uh-huh. around. David, don't turn around. David, oh, he, he has a megaphone. Me? Oh no, he's about to shout. What's the deal? Elaine. I'm scared. Oh no, I'm dying. I feel the blood What's leaving the my deal? body. What's the deal? This crit is adjourned, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>